usual. I thought he was just pulling a joke. You know, he's always. <laughs> I thought for a second. I thought you thought I wrote it, which I would be. Oh, <laughs> how are you guys tonight? Amen. So we're just gonna pray real quick um, right before we start. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father, for your presence that is in this place. Holy Spirit, we give you total permission to speak through me, Father, as a vessel, so that your children, Father, may receive a word of encouragement, Father, a word that would, Father God, take them, Father God, to the next journey, Father. Father, I surrender, I humble my heart, I humble my mind, I empty myself, Father, so you may fully use me. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. I was going to say day two, but this is not day two. This is week two, right? <laughs> well, I actually, still exciting to be here. Uh, uh, it is awesome to see you guys. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. Well, like, shout out to my friend Shaka, uh, all the way from Paris, <laughs> uh, to uh, now in Georgia. That's awesome. Um, and um, so, yeah, so last week... Uh, just a small recap. Last week we spoke about what the season, the title of the series is, of course, as you may see, as you can see, Demotion for Promotion. But um, last week we talked a little bit about how the Father demoted us in order to promote us. And we went through a whole process how he would use our identity and how he would use instruction and also season. So what he does is he used those things to take us to the journey of promoting us. But at the end of the day, one of the um, things that we also mention is that often in the human perspective, I guess in the carnal mind perspective, when we see those things, identity, when we see instruction, when we see season, or the moment we hear demotion, we automatically think about, okay, the father, I'm going through a season where, okay, uh, wilderness, but that's not necessarily the case because most of the time the father looked at wilderness as a process of instructing his children. From every um, Bible reference we see, every, th- every time the Bible, um, the father used wilderness or a form of, of uh, instruction or teaching, it's always in regards to promoting his children humbling his children to a higher place. So what we're doing right now is um, for this week, we're going to be pretty much covering uh, for today how to recognize the season you're in. Because when we're talking about demotion, it is a season. You're not going to stay in that season forever. you know. So how to recognize the season that you're in. But one thing that I wanted to... Um, I was going to go straight to the message, but the father wanted me to go back a little bit because like we said last week, in order for when we talked about promotion, you have to first understand identity because the moment, otherwise the moment you receive, you've been corrected, you automatically thinking about the devil and the devil was like, I ain't got nothing to do with it. So, but this week, what we want to do is in order for you to understand season, you have to understand first who you are. 
which we talked about last week. Know your identity in Christ. So if we're talking about season, in order for, first, before you even know that you were in your season, you have to first know that, okay, you know what, who you are. Because then when the season show up, you won't know where it came from. And so you have to first understand who you are in Christ, which we talked about last week. But also, your mind has to be developed. And also, we have to also, now we have to also deal with the mind. And also, because anything that the Father is doing, anything that the Father, when the Father deals with us, we can't look at things in the same perspective that the world sees things. So because we cannot look at things the same way the world look at things, so we have to literally shift the whole mind. We have to literally go back to, from, you know, to a little baby step to literally shift the whole mind, to renew our mind so that when we go through our situation, we don't look at it anymore from the world perspective, but we looked at it from a children perspective. Make sense? Because when we talked about purpose, when we talked about destiny, when we talked about identity, when we talked about anything, first we have to understand who has the purpose, who predestined us. So if we don't know who predestined us, if we don't know who we are, if we don't know how this relates to our life, then it won't make sense. So that's why it's very important before we even talked about destiny, we talked about season, all those things, because we've been in church forever, all of us. I've been in church my whole life, and we're hearing pastor, oh, my God, this is your season, you know, season for favorite. But most of the time, and then we go again, like I said last week, and 10 years later, those seasons show up in your life. But the reason why that happened is because there is first an identity crisis. There is first people don't know who we are. There is a lack of understanding. We don't have a relationship. There is Nothing that we're growing, there is not a foundation that we're building up on. There is, we don't have a process. So because we don't have a process, because we don't know who we are, because we don't know what this relationship is about, when we are, when when the Father now, when we're in our season, then we don't really understand what that looks like or what to expect. So what we're going to do is first is, we're going to go about how to recognize the season you're in. This is the first, I guess, point we're going to touch tonight. How to recognize the season you're in. And not only that, how to wait on your season. So ex- first example we have is on the book of Act. It's, it's, it's actually interesting because even Jesus, the Bible talks about Jesus told the disciple, Hey, you know what? Go wait for me. In the book of Acts, before, right before he left, he says, go wait. He told them to go wait, but in that waiting season, what he was telling them to, hey, you know what? Something is about to happen, but I want you to go and wait for it. So often the issue in waiting season is, if we may, I'm going to read it from here. When we're in a waiting season, it's not the time for us to get tired. It's not the time for us to complain. It's not the time for us to doubting. It's not the time for us to give up because the father told us to go wait. Make sense? So he told us to wait. So what we have to do now, instead, we have to literally 
shift the mind. Okay, if my father told me to go wait, I have to, okay, then I have some, I'm expecting something to take, to take place. So he told the disciple, hey, you know what? Go wait. I will send the Holy Spirit. Go wait. I'm going to send the answer you've been praying for. And the Holy Spirit will be your, your comforter, your supporter. So how we translate that on our life is when we are, we have to know the season we in. Because every season requires different level of action. If we're in a season where we have to wait, then we have to wait. If we're in a season where the Father asked, told us to move, then we have to move. But in that particular season, he says to wait. Because he's in the process. He's teaching us something. He's trying to take you somewhere. So he's asking you, you know what? In this season, I want you to wait. In Isaiah 40, verse 31, it says, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. So he told them to go wait. And when we understand who, when we understand who we are, when we understand the process, when we understand the season that we're in, we have to understand that we have to understand instruction. Why? Because in that particular season, all the father was asking them to, asking them to do is just to wait. Make sense? He was simply asking them to wait. He didn't tell them to do anything. And because they know who they are, and again, we go back to that same, the same thing. Often we don't understand instruction because there is a lack of, we don't know the relationship that we're in to begin with. It's like if, I, if my dad told me to go wait comparing to if um, a random stranger told me to go wait, that's a whole different perspective. That's a whole different uh, lens. So when we have, when we understand the basic of this relationship that we're in, which is the father simply wants children and he has an expected end for them. So then everything, then we can easily receive instruction. We can easily understand when the father, when we, we can understand season. We can understand what we do. We can understand what to do in those seasons. Why? Because we know, we can understand whom we're receiving the instruction from. Make sense? So because we understand the foundation and the place where the instruction is coming from, it makes more sense. So if he says, go wait, I can wait because I know I'm in my season. Make sense? So the next question for us today, I'm, I'm just going to do a lot of questions and ask. We're going to ask the questions and we're going to also answer them so that you can identify. So how are we waiting? Like when you're waiting, how do you go about waiting? How, what does that look like? When you're waiting, do you just wait? Or what do you do in that season? Because if the Father says to wait, then there, there are some additional instruction that comes with that. Make sense? So when he says to wait in that season, so what he's pretty much telling us to do is, hey, I want you to just wait. Don't do nothing else. Just wait. Make sense? But as we're waiting, while we're waiting, what do we do? We pray, we're praying. 
Because it was interesting how he specifically told the disciple, hey, you know what? Just go and wait. But what they did was, as they were waiting, they went and prayed. Because why? They were expecting. So when we are in our season, we have to also understand expectation. Because when you're waiting, there has to be a level of expectation. Because when you're not expecting, then most of the time, the blessing would come in your life and you'll miss it. He will send someone in your life to bless you and you missed it because you're not expecting. Make sense? Like often, a lot of time, I've come to realize is most of the time, uh, once time, I think I believe I heard that from T.D. Jakes, we're never waiting on the Father. There's no such thing as in, I'm waiting on the Father to do this. It's always us. He's always waiting on us to do something. He's always waiting on us to, to get in line with what he's doing. Amen? He's always waiting on, in us for our character to, 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 to develop. So because of that, we can never wait on the Father. And I'll, I'll take the water. That's good. And one other question we have is, um, as you're waiting, you should be expecting. When waiting, you should be hoping. When waiting, you should be preparing. Because you're in a waiting season. Because how you wait, how you react in the season while you're waiting can honestly, it really define your next season, your next promotion. Because many times, the reason we never enter the next stage is because in the season while things were quiet, in the season when we were waiting, we were just chilling. We weren't doing anything. We were just waiting. We were just chilling. The father says, wait, we were just waiting. But when instead, the father will never tell you to do one thing and not give you instruction. I've come to realize that every time the father, if, if you don't receive instruction for the next thing, is because you haven't done the last thing. If you don't receive any instruction for the next thing, it's because you haven't done the last thing. So he's still waiting. And I remember for myself, I kid you not, for many, many, many years, um, even as I was moving, you know, in this ministry, um, the father would tell me, because my mind sometimes operates in a particular way. It's quite funny. I like to know everything. You know, if you if the father tell me that, hey, you, this is about to take place, I'm literally, okay, you know, I want step one to step 100. But the interesting thing about that is the father never works like that. He literally works step by step. He gives us daily bread, daily instruction, because he continuously wants us to come back to him. So the, why, So while he, in your waiting season, if he tells you to wait, if you haven't received the next step, it's because you haven't been waiting. In your mind, you're probably thinking that you're settling down, but he's actually, I'm just telling you to wait. Or while you're waiting, he's probably telling you to pray, but you're not praying. So you're like, Father, okay, you tell me to wait. It's been five months now. What's up? But he's like, well, okay, I told you to wait, but also pray. But you, weren't, you did the praying. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't give, it, give us extra credit for doing partial work. Make sense? <laughs> okay. I'm a, okay, I'm going to bless you because you, you did partial work. When I was in high school, I used to be like that. Well, I did half of the work. Can I get at least partial work? Any partial credit? No, we don't get partial credit. 
It's either you do it all the way, you go all the way, or you don't get nothing at all. However, in this, in, in the, you know, in the middle, along the way, that's where grace comes through. So because of grace, okay, you know, you still have place to grow. Quite. <laughs> Me and my wife, quite often, we're always arguing about the growth process. You're like, well, I don't have time for that. <laughs> In the sense of like, well, you did this like five times already. I'm like, well, I'm still growing. <laughs> and she's like, uh, well, you're going you're to have to start taking some accountability. But I understand. I'm like, well, I'm still growing. That's what McKinley says, you know. <laughs> McKinley said we're growing. So I'm growing in the process. But, you know, but we eventually have to take some accountability, right? So in your waiting season, the worst thing to do is complaining. In your waiting season, the worst thing to do is make excuses. Wasting time, procrastinating. Because, I kid you not... I, now I go back for, I would say, about two years ago, the father kept telling me, Kirby, I need you to start getting it with the program, man. You're about to be a pastor. You are a pastor. That's what you do. I mean, this is what I've called you to do. To, to do. And I'm like, uh, you know, first of all, it took me some years to follow along with the program. Finally, he's telling me, I'm not like, you know, I, I have time. I have time. But until McKinley said, Kirby, I need you to go preach. I'm like, I literally have to make up for all those two years. <laughs> Trying to catch up, studying for studies that I could have done in two years. I have to do it in within a month. But, you know, and I, honestly, one thing I've come to realize, I said, oh, yeah, I see what he was saying. When the father, because the father doesn't let nothing goes to waste. You know, I'm sure he has better things to do. He could have literally told me, hey, Kirby, you know what? Today, go chill out with your friends. But if he makes it his mission to tell me about that, it's because there is something that's coming. He knows me more than I know myself. I'm still trying to figure out who I am. But he's the creator. He knows who you are. So he knows how you operate, how your mind operates, how what speed works with you. So if he takes two years to tell you about something, that means you really need two years. You really need that? Because otherwise, he could have easily not told you. He could have just waited within, within that two years. He could have waited a month prior, the last month, and tell oh, you know, Kirby, get ready. But it's because he knows his children. He knows what's best for us. And in the process, there is a lot of things to be taught in that two years process. Because often we just looked at it as in, okay, the father called us. Okay, he says to do this. Okay, um, I'm just going to start the business. But most of the time, there's a lot of details in between. A lot of fixing. The word itself will, will, will cleanse you. So he knows there's a lot of character, a lot of things that you may not even know about yourself. That needs to be detoxed out of you. So he's like, you know what? You're going to need two years to be detoxed. <laughs> The next thing is, there's a story in the Bible that talks about waiting. And I believe it's in John, John 5, verse 5. So we'll do 5 and 6. Now, a certain man, let's read together. 
Now a certain man, okay. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Because the issue about that, he was telling him, hey, you know what? Well, let's go to the, to the next one first. <laughs> the sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put, into, to put me into the pool. When the waters is stirred up, but while I'm coming, another step down before me. So this man, for 30 years, he's been in that circumstance, in that circle for 30 years. I'm sure by year 10, even if you like just crawling, by year 10, I would have made it close enough to the pool. When the next person come, I would have been the first to be in there because... Every year, there would, uh, the story about this, there was an angel that would come down every year, where every season, and pour blessing in that pool. But the lesson from that is, and this is so vague, but the lesson from that story is, he was waiting. This man has been waiting for 38 years. He's been waiting for 38 years for the father to do something in his life. But because he wasn't expecting, he, was, he had no expectation. The blessing is right in his face, yet he could, he could not identify it. Make sense? He's been waiting for 38 years. Now the blessing is right in front of him. He still can identify it. What is he doing now? He's making excuses. Amen? He's making excuses. Well, every time I'm trying to go in there, somebody uh, who moves faster than me went before me. Every time I'm trying to go in there, somebody who moves faster than me, who has more ability than me, went and jumped in, this, in, the, in the pool. So the whole time while he was waiting, he, has no, he had no t- tactic. He had no plan. He had no expectation. So in your season of waiting, you have to have a level of expectation. You can't be praying and not expect blessing to come. Make sense? You can't be praying and not expecting the Father to move. Then you might as well don't have to pray. Amen? If I'm praying as a child of God, the Father said that I'm seated in heavenly place. Christ is in me. I know who I am. I know that he predestined me to be great things. I know that he want me to be the best. I will know that he want the best for me. So, Because the thing about this is when you understand who you are, then you understand expectation. Because I know who I am and he says this, then of course, surely I should be expecting. Make sense? Because so, if I'm not his son, then, so be, then that's fine. 
if I'm not part of the household, if I don't belong to him, then that's fine. I don't have to be expecting. I know I can pray for 500 million years, then nothing will ever take place. But if he is who he say he is, and I know for a fact he is who he say he is, then when I pray, I should be waiting with expectation. I should be waiting with expectation. Father, this is what you said. You said this. Amen? So this man, he had no expectation. He was just waiting. And <laughs> throughout the 38 years, he wrote a story in his mind, and he, st- he stick to it. He stick to that story. Whenever somebody comes in, oh, I've been trying. I tried. <laughs> I've been trying for 38 years. Every time I tried, somebody who's smarter than me, um, faster than me, or who had more ability, uh, a greater family, all of that, they move faster. I don't, I'm, I've been trying. God knows I've been trying. <laughs> a lot of times we even use that, you know, we put God in there. <laughs> God knows I've been trying. God knows I've been praying. The Lord knows. <laughs> but that story, it tells us that so many things, so many details in, is in there. No expectation. Excuses. We can't make excuses for our mistake. Because the best way for us to learn, to grow, to come out of the situation that we're in is by is by do our best, by praying, and Father, you know what? I want you to remove this out of me. Father, I need, I got to do better. None of my family make it. I got to make it. None of my family, you know, made it to college. I got to do something. None of my, all of my family, they've been trying to open a business. I got to do, I got I to make it. Some way, somehow, you got to bring, take me out of it. Surely, in 38 years, there was enough time for this man to walk Well, not walk, but to just call over, to ask somebody. But he stayed in that situation for 38 years. And the worst about it is when help came, when help come, he's still making excuses. Help comes, and you know what? Mm, I can't, oh, you know what? I've been trying. We can't be like that. But the unfortunate thing about the, the the greatness in this story is comparing to us, we are children. We are children of God. We know who we are. Because all of that has to do with identity. All of that has to do with foundation. They don't know. They didn't have Christ at the time. So we have to understand who we are. Because when we understand who we are, when we understand who's whom we, we belong to, when we understand the foundation, when we understand what we stand on, when we understand where we sit it, when we understand that he is for us, he's not against us, when he, when he understands the power that lives within us, then every, it doesn't matter season, time, none of all those things, I'm, I'm, I'm living with expectation. I'm going through things, but I'm walking with expectation because I know the Father's getting ready to do things in my life. Because I'm not just anybody. I'm not a servant. I am his son. He has a predestined plan. He predestined it. He created a plan before I even knew who I was. Before he created 
heaven and earth. So surely he has a perfect plan for me. The next point is a season to humble. There's a season to wait. And now there's a season to humble. Which, anybody know, what is, what is humility means? Oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> no, that was great, that was great. To empty yourself so that the Father can fill you up. In James 4, verse 6, it says, but he gives he gives us more grace. That is why scripture that is why scripture says God opposed the proud, but shows favor to the humble. James 4 verse, verse 10. Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up. There is a season in your life as the Father taking you in a season and on a ride to promote you to wherever he's trying to take you. You have to humble yourself. And I know that is something that we hear quite often in the body of Christ. And that's often, it's funny because every time when the father's dealing with me, he keep going back to, okay, all this, there's a lot of things we've, you know, especially if, you, if, you, if you've been in church for quite some time, or you, not even, if you've just even been around or any, know anybody that's been in church. There's a lot of saying, there's a lot of word, that is, there's a lot of thing that we, we heard, we, we've known a whole life, and they becomes a routine. They becomes just a repetition with no effect. Why? Because most of the time I would say because of how religion make it you know, appear. Oh, humble yourself. Humble yourself. No instruction. No details on how to go about it. Humble. Humble. How do I even start? Where, what is humble? What does that even look like? So because of that, when people get to their season... When we get to our season, it's hard for us to get to the next step because our surrounding, we have not been taught the right things. We don't know the step process. And there's no way for the Father to take us to the next step with the same mindset, with the same attitude that we had before we joined the family. In order for the Father to... In order for us to step into the unknown, unknown which is our destiny, our purpose, the things that eyes haven't seen, the ears haven't heard, there has to be a cleansing. He has to first humble us in order for us, in order for him to take us to where he's trying to take us. If you desire to be humble, if you desire, there's a verse that says, um, uh, Proverbs 11, verse 2, when the pride comes, then come disgrace which is dishonor, which is shame. But with, you, with, but with humility come wisdom. So in order for the Father, in order for you to get wisdom, you have to be humble. And we need wisdom. We need wisdom for our destiny, for the things that he called us in all life. We need wisdom. We can't do it with our own knowledge. So in order for us to receive wisdom, in order for us to receive instruction, have you ever seen where there's a a certain people that (laughs) they're in a circumstance, they're in a situation, you can't help them. 
Why? Because they think they know everything. They know everything. How, you cannot help them, and they are going, they are rolling in the deep. <laughs> but you still cannot help them. Why? Because they're too prideful to receive help, to receive instruction. So you have, as, you, as the body of Christ, we have to come to a place where we say, Father, you know what? I empty myself so you can have your way in me. Because we need correction. We need help. There is a season where we have to go silent. We have to be quiet so we can receive instruction. We don't always have to have the last word. We don't always have to be the one to, hey, you know what? I know, I know, I know. No, maybe you probably, there are times that we actually need to receive instruction. We need to receive information. So if you're not humbling yourself, you'll miss out on a lot of opportunity. No one wants to be around difficult people. No one wants to be around someone that is so proudful. Hey, I know everything. I know I can't deal with it. If you know everything, surely you do not need me. <laughs> so it's important to be able to humbling ourselves so that we can receive instruction. Because that's what the Bible says. Humble yourself in uh, James 4 verse 10. Humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. Humble yourself before the, before the Father and he will lift you up. Math, that's, 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 that's the perfect uh, math right here. If you humble yourself, then I can, lift, I can work with you. If you humble yourself, it can, if you can humble yourself, then I can work with you. But if you are not, if you think you know everything, you know where you're going since you create yourself, then go for it. And you know what? It's like, you know, there are times, and of course, I don't have any kids yet. And I know a lot of times, for those of you who have kids, you come to a point sometime when they act up so much, you're like, you know what? I'm going to just let him or her just kind of go out there and do her own thing. Because eventually, he or she will come back. You will come back. When you think you know everything, nobody can work with you. So that means even the father. <laughs> He's very much patient, but you will not receive any instruction. He's patient with you, but you may not receive any instruction. The last instruction he will give you, or the only instruction he will give you is humble yourself. You need some humility in your life. <laughs> Make sense? He will tell you you need some humility in your life. That's the first instruction he can give you because that's what you need. And remember we talked about how you cannot get to the next thing until you do the last thing. Most of the time, we can get in a place in our life where we stay stagnant. Because we are difficult at receiving instruction. And that instruction, most of the time, the Father will first will deal with you. It will not be nobody else. He's not going to tell you to lay hands on no one. He's, gonna take, I mean, <laughs> he's definitely going to tell you to lay hands on yourself. He will. Prophesy to yourself, brother or sister. You need that word. Tell yourself to be humble. <laughs> Self, be humble. <laughs> Self, be humble. 
But you know, the, the interesting thing about that is, I think quite often people don't do it, but it's just as important. You know how we speak things into existence? Most of the time, I think we don't look at it from the perspective of ourselves. That is the same way. If we're speaking things into existence, you know, Father, you know, breakthrough, you know, finance, money, we can speak, Father, love. We can say, love, come into me. <laughs> Humility, fill me up. And it will manifest. You know, because the word says what? Speak those things. So if you need some love, you need to speak that into your life. If you need humility, if you need to be quiet for a season. There are times we need to say, you, you know, that when I first came here, McKinley asked me, Kirby, you know, when do you want to, you know, be part, you know, because I was part of a ministry. So he's like, hey, you know, do you want to do anything? Honestly, that season, that first season, 2019, all the father ever told me to just sit down. Sit down. And it's funny, and I kept that same routine. I just keep bringing my book back. Because <laughs> he said I was coming to a university and learned. So I said, well, he hasn't given me no instruction B. He says, sit down. And that was the first instruction. And until he told me otherwise, I was just sitting down. And at fa- In fact, I was just sitting in the back. Because there is a season where he will have you be quiet. So you can receive instruction. Because until you can do that, you cannot give instruction if you can't. <laughs> receive any yourself. It's difficult, you know. It's that law of harvest, you know, you plant, you know, you will reap, you know, what you sow. So if you can't receive, then surely you wouldn't expect somebody to listen to you, right? <laughs> and the next one is exchange. There's a season in our life, exchange is, is, seems to be quite similar to humility, but it's very much different. Because humility is you humbling yourself, is literally losing your, is submitting yourself. But exchange is giving away what you had, what you thought was right to receive his. In 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old things passed away. And what's the rest? Behold, the new has come. So what the father's telling us in this season is we have to literally exchange ourselves to receive his character. We have to exchange. In order for us to receive, we have to give something away. In order for you to receive anything, there has to be an exchange. Poverty for wealth. Sickness for health. Life for death. We talked about it, right? The whole season? All the women? So in order for us to receive, we have to give away. So he's saying, you know what? The old man, now you don't belong to yourself. That's the first step. You give away yourself, and now you're receiving his identity. You're giving away yourself. And Paul says, you know what? Hey, 
it's not him that lives. Like, whatever he does, it's not up, you know, to him, his life means nothing. Because when you understand that exchange, when you understand that you're giving yourself away, it's like I give you my phone. Like, whatever you do with it from now on, it's your business. So in order, when we understand what that looks like in the body of Christ, and I've come to understand many times the reason why there's a lot of things that, there's a lot of headaches, there's a lot of pain that we go through, there's a lot of um, uh, things that create oppression or depression or just anxiety in our life, is because in reality we really haven't surrendered everything. We have not fully surrendered because it says your old life is gone. So you literally have no identity anymore. You exchange. Hey, you know what? I've given you, I've gave mine and then now you, I'm fully possessed. <laughs> I'm totally, completely full with Christ. My nature is changed. My mindset is changed. The Bible says to have the mind of Christ. Have the same mind that was also in Christ. When, and what that truly means, if you're thinking about it in the, as a children perspective, and we are children, is literally anything that you think about should be like Christ. You should eat like Christ. <laughs> Your character, everything that you are, should be from the same perspective of how he would do it. Everything, if I'm, even if I'm driving the car, I should have the same humility, some, same humbleness, because I'm sure he wouldn't be driving 500 or, no, maybe 100. <laughs> On the highway... You know, I'm, I'm sure if, he, you know, we don't know if there were a car back in the days. But if there was car, <laughs> maybe horses, right? If there were cars, I'm sure he wouldn't be driving 120. Because that would show a lot of his characters. Uh, I think I might have touched a uh, <laughs> sensitive spot. <laughs> that would show his character. That would show aggressive <laughs> That would show aggressiveness, right? And I'm not saying that, you know, please don't, you know, stone me after this. But <laughs> if you're driving 120 on 75, something is wrong. There is some kind of, <laughs> and I'm not going to call anybody out. <laughs> I'm, somebody's, you know, pointing back, but I'm like, you know what, I want to go home safe and I don't know. <laughs> but to be, it shows a lot. But you know what? That's the, that's the greatness about grace. We're growing, right? We're growing. So because we're growing, there's still some stuff that, are, that, that the father still has to deal with. Correct? So he's still dealing with that aggression part. Oh. But it is very interesting if we're dis- if we're exchanging for his personality, then every aspect in our life has to reflect what his character looks like in every aspect. And I know those things are things that we say quite often. We becomes a song, and we just say say them as if it was just another lullaby or whatever the case may be. But when you really think about it, when Jesus every time he wakes up in the morning. Before he makes any plan. Well, in fact, the only plan he makes was the father's plan. Anything he say, well, you know what, I only do what my father says. He wouldn't take a move. He wouldn't even heal a person 
that was not ordained, that was not assigned by his father for him to do. So when he understands, when you understand completely exchange, hey, I'm exchanging something for something else. So I'm literally taking everything that you would have done and do it. Walk that life. Exchange is literally die to yourself. Your old man, it's gone. I know often, most of the time, we use that verse more so when people are, <laughs> you know, new convert. <laughs> they just come in the body of Christ. Okay, you're on, you know, the old life. And that is, there is an aspect of that. But a lot of us, all of us, we need that exchange. We have, there's a constant exchange taking place in our life every day. If we truly want to be like Christ. If we're truly revealing his character in the things that we do, we have to constantly exchanging how we think, exchanging the, our perspective, our ways, how we see things. And Father, okay, I just want to do things, you know, your ways. I just want to submit to your perfect plan. I just want, however you saw it in Christ, and before the foundation of the world, this is what I want. And that's a total exchange. Whatever that is, that's what I want. However you saw it, however it's, you know, however, however that looks like, that is what I want. And to conclude, is how will you know? How will you know you in your season? How do you know that this is your season? How do you know that, hey, you know what, this season the Father's trying to do great things? Because most of the time we all know that the Father has something to do. Like he, he is constantly doing things in our life. We got a word of prophecy. He gave us a dream. But like, well, okay, when do I start it? Like which one, like how do I, you gave me five dreams. And that's, most of the time I tell people don't give me any more prophecy because I still have a few <laughs> on the shelf that I'm trying to work out. <laughs> so don't give me any new <laughs> Do not give me any new prophecy. Or if you do, just, you know, write it down and put it on my, uh, you know, reservoir and I'll uh, get to it once I finish the last, you know. It's important because how will you know? Because that can create confusion. It's not necessarily confusion, but when you have so many words (laughs) and you still have 10 that you haven't worked on, like, ah. (laughs) Like, Father, how do I go? It can be confused. It can Literally, and the reason I'm saying that is because I had that, that, that experience myself. And uh, I was once shared that with somebody, but I was in a season. The father said, okay, start this. Okay, Kirby, um, I want you to finish this album. He gave me specific details. Boom, 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 boom. Finish this. And then, be, you know, I start working and I'm like excited. Awesome. And tomorrow he gave me, he dropped another one on me. I want you to start real estate. I'm like, I haven't even started this one. How do I? I'm only one man. And then I receive another word. uh, This, this, this. And some people are excited about that. And I think that's great. And it's awesome to have vision, to have hope, because those are the... The Bible tells... uh, uh, Paul told Timothy in regards to, hey, you know, when you receive words, when you receive prophecy, you know, just keep them in the forefront because they can help you guide your life. If you know what... If you already know everything that's in your destiny and your path, then you literally can shape your life around them. 
it makes your decision making a lot more easier. If I know that I'm not called to do um, to start a restaurant and I started, then that's, you know, you're literally going off track. But if I know that that's part of my destiny, then he already gave you the grace for it. Make sense? But when you know what your destiny looks like, when you know all the things that's in your path, then you can literally shape your life around it. I only have three hours for people. Then the rest I can focus on my destiny. I can focus on the things that he has told me to do. So when you know, though I'm not a big fan of a lot of prophecy, (laughs) but when you know it helped shape your destiny. Make sense? It helps shape your destiny. So what you do is, so how will you know that you're in the right track? How will you know that it's your season? Romans 8 verse 14 says, For as many are led by the Spirit, as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. And how does that connect with this? When we are children of God, because we have his Spirit within us, because we have Christ in us and those, and because we are his children, we have a ministering spirit that is ministering to us 24-7, leading us into all truth. So we're not just all over the place making decision like nonsense, but we have guidance. But however, we have to literally connect. That's why the Bible ta- always tells us to pray constantly. Go in a secret place because when we do that, we're literally asking for direction. We're giving, and, and when we're praying in the Spirit, we're literally giving the Holy Spirit permission to take over our destiny, to take over, to guide us, to lead us into the things that the Father called you to do. Because there's a lot of things He called you to do. That there are people, people that are waiting on, on, on you to step into your destiny. There are people that are waiting on you to, do the, to make the right move, to finally get it together. There are people that are waiting on you to answer to your call. And when you don't do that, and the Holy Spirit is ministering to you 24-7, but you are grieving it. The Bible says we can grieve the Holy Spirit. We can grieve the Holy Spirit. Like It's like, tell, <laughs> it's like going to school and then you, you're telling the teacher, you know, I'm not going to do this math. I don't want to learn. I don't want you to, to help me to get to my destiny. I don't want you to help me to leave first grade to the next grade because again because we think we know everything and that's why the father goes into a process of detoxing your all our life in your life because otherwise you will miss out and you will miss miss out badly because first of all you have it humble and second you have an exchange so when it gets time for you now to receive instruction when it gets time for you now to to step into your destiny then you can't do it. The Holy Spirit cannot lead you because you're not leadable. Is that a word? I don't know. <laughs> you're not leadable. Is, is that a word? English is my third, so I, I, forgive me. <laughs> you're not leadable <laughs> or leadable. <laughs> that you guys understand that thank you AD you're not able to be to lead (laughs) same thing isn't it 
teachable. I know teachable, but letterable. I think that makes sense. But at least in my head, it makes sense. Letterable. And I'm sticking to it. There we go. (laughs) For as many are led by the Spirit of God, they are children of God. The Holy Spirit can lead you. They are working for you. Ministering, ministering spirit sent to those that are heir of salvation, which is us. We are heir, seated in heavenly place. Their full-time job is to help us. But when you don't want, when you're not teachable, then it's very difficult for them to do their job. So that's how you will know. That's, that's how you'll know. You will know your destiny. You, you will know your, what season you're in when you are able to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you because the Holy Spirit will lead you into what season you need to be in. If you're in that season, of course, he will lead you because that's their job. Leading you into all truth, all things, not some things, all things. Correct? The Holy Spirit will lead us into all things. What marriage, who you should be marrying, what business to open, when to start this, when to start that. But we have, we can't grieve them. We have to allow them to do their job. And John 16 verse 13 says, but when he, the spirit of truth, we already talked about that, comes and he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own he will speak only what he, what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. What season? What is your destiny? What projects to now work on right now? What season you are in your life? Because the Father works in season. The Father works in season. There is a season for everything. So surely there is a season for your breakthrough. For the season for that destiny, for what you've been praying for. But, and you know, one more thing that I truly believe is there is a season where the Father will put you in the right place. And I believe this ministry, everybody in this place and this ministry right now, you're so blessed because the Father make it his mission to have you in this ministry, in this season, because he is so important for him to release what he has for you in this season. So he put you in the place where you can receive all the, I mean, you can't, none of us, we cannot say that we are starving of word. We can't, none of us are starving of word. And why he make that, why he does that is because it's your season. You in that season in your life, he's like, you know, boy, you better get it right. <laughs> Girl, this is your season. Align with it. I put people in your path. You have pastors, teachers, the Fafo ministry. I don't know what else you need. <laughs> Everything you need. And when we understand that, you know, it's simply because the level of love that he has for his children. He predestined them. So he's like, hey, you know, of course. I truly believe the only f- way for a person to completely miss it is if you're completely stubborn. You just don't want it. 
But I, be, I believe as long as you open your heart, you may not know, but as long as your heart is in the right place. Because the Father is always looking for available heart. Available. Availability. If you're available, if your heart is available to receive instruction, then he can, there, okay, okay, I can start, I can work with that. So when it comes to missing out on our season, it's impossible to miss out on our season. How do we miss out? How do you? Why would you miss out? How could you miss out if the Holy Spirit is leading you? That's his job. And the Father says that there are literally people or a ministering, a ministering spirit assigned to get you to your destiny. But then you're saying that you are missing out on your destiny. Something is going on. Make sense? There is a gap. There is a problem. There is a confusion. And I'm sure that the Holy Spirit is not confused. <laughs> the Father is certainly not confused. Certainly not confused. So it has to do with us. There is, there is a gap. There is a lack of understanding. There is a lack of identity. There is something in that season, in that quiet season in our life, we're not spending time studying. We're not praying. We're not seeking. Because had we been seeking, had we been searching, then certainly we would not miss out on our season. Because again, we have this man, we have this ministering spirit designed fully to help us, the body of Christ, his children. They don't have any other assignment. Their assignment is to minister to us and to all things. I mean, can you even fathom what that means? All things. That's the full-time job. That, hey, you know what? I'm just here, here, I'm just here to work for you. To get us to an expected end. So we really have to get in line and allow the Father to do what he desired to do. And one final thing he says, recently somebody asked me, how do you know that, uh, you know, it, it seems like, you know, I've, you know, I've been praying, I've been doing the certain things, and, but I just don't know, how do I know when it's the right time to start, when it's that time? I feel like I'm in that season where the Father's about to do something, but I just, I just don't know. You know, the word says um, in Luke 12, 54. Jesus told him that when you see the cloud, <laughs> I think that, I mean, he's just his humor. It's always, it's very interesting. Oh, you don't know what season you're in. You don't know when things about to happen in your life. You know, <laughs> you know, when the cloud rising in the West Immediately, you say, it's about to rain. You know when the wind is blowing from the south. Okay, it's hot outside. So how do you not know? I just don't get it. Like, what's going on? So, I mean, he's just pretty much telling them. I can only imagine him just being, like, frustrating. So, really? You don't know? And remember how he says, you know what, how long will I be with you guys? Like, <laughs> how much longer? Like, how much longer do you guys really need me to be around? Because I'm starting to really, I'm, that's, 
that's, that's, that's my version of him. <laughs> I'm really starting to get. So I need you guys to get it together. <laughs> because if you can tell this, you can tell that, but then you don't know this. You don't know season. Y'all smart enough. Y'all need to get it together. Like seriously, get it together. I don't have much time here. I'm about to bounce really, really soon. I'm going to the cross. <laughs> they about to murder me for your life. I didn't even want this. And y'all still don't get it. Y'all still, okay. Mm. But you know, that's the, that's the level of love when we truly understand that. When we understand that's, he has, I mean, and when we truly understand humility and humbleness, all of those things, because he was, the Bible says that he was in every aspect, the same, like he, everything that we thought about, he had to conquer all of those things, full aspect of human being. So I can only imagine, well, since he wasn't a girl, so I'm sure he's not going to roll his eyes, but I can, (laughs) I can only imagine, but he had to put all his pride he didn't have any pride <laughs> because the Bible never described he had any pride. <laughs> he had to put everything that he is, every thought, every emotion, every anger, when those people were getting on his last, he had to put all of those side, all those things to the side to say, Father, okay, I'm, I'm submitting myself for them. I'm going to the cross for those children because if I don't do that, they will not who they are. They will not know who they are. If I don't do that, they will not walk into their destiny. If I don't know who they are, they cannot come into this family, which is what you predestined, which is what you highly desire for them. If I, if I don't do that, certainly there's no more hope. He was the last hope. So I encourage you this afternoon as you're planning, as you're walking into your season, as the Father doing things in your life, just go through those process and, Father, okay, what season, what stage am I right now in my life? What is it that I need to remove? What is holding me back? What is, okay, I know that I, I hear you, I can feel it. I can sense that you're about to do something, but something is holding me back from that next step. I don't know what it is. Do I need to humble myself? Do I need to remove some stuff? Do I need to spend more time studying? Because he's, he's not waiting on us. No, we're not waiting on him. He's waiting on us. So that being said, if there's something that you've been praying about, it's because there's still some work that needs to be done. Or even if it's not, if it's, if it's not the season, if it's not your season, Father, what do I need to do to prepare for my season? That way you don't delay when you get to your season. Because it's the worst thing when it's your time to walk through. It's, it's when it's your time to shine. When it's your time for, for him to open the door and then you're holding that back. So he, you waited two years and then now, okay, he needed to wait two more years. Because you weren't listening in, that, in those years of silence. So just and as you're praying, as you're seeking the Father, just ask those questions. Father... What do I need to do to prepare myself 
for the season that you have for my life. As you're promoting me, I know you're getting ready to promote me to a season because that's all he does. He's always taking us to the next level. It's never, a, it's never a matter of going down. It's always going to the next level. Even in the season when you feel like he's demoting you, it is simply a step of promotion. Because he's de- detoxing, removing things in order to take you higher. So just simply ask him and say, Father, you know what? Whatever, I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting, and I don't want to miss it out like this man did. He was actually waiting there for 38 years, and when the time com- came, he still, could, he still could not identify his blessing. You're praying for something, but it, it came right in front of your, your face, and you still can't identify that it's your blessing. It's the same thing. It's the very same thing you're praying for. You can't identify it. So the father's letting and simply, well, simply the reason why he could not identify it, because he was living with no expectation. He was just, lived just to live. So there was no expectation. So, but when you expect, when you're praying with expectation, then you're staying alert. Your eyes is looking. When it, so that when it comes, you won't miss out. Amen? Heavenly Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for what you're doing, Father. We thank you that, we ask that, Father God, that the word that came forth, it did what it was supposed to do, Father, in your children's heart. May, Father God, we've come into a place, Father, where we align with the things that you have for our life. For, Father God, you have called us for a season. You have a season, Father God, for our life. You predestined us, Father God, for a specific time. You predestined predestined us, Father God, for a perfect end, for an expected end, Father. So, Father God, in this very moment, we ask that, Father God, that give us clarity, give us wisdom. So that, Father God, we can understand, we can identify, Father God, when to make the right step, when to step into the next thing, when to open that business, when to go to that next level, when to study, when to prepare, when to be quiet. Give us wisdom, Father, so we can identify our season. So we can identify, Father God, when you are taking us to the next level. So we can identify, Father God, when you are demoting us, that it's not, that you're not, Father God, that you're not demoting us, Father God, for the wrong reason, but you're actually demoting us, Father God, so that you can take us, Father God, to a higher promotion. Father God, we ask that, Father God, that the word, Father God, resign, Father God, in our heart, stamps in our heart, Father, and it does, Father God, what it was sent out to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Any questions?